the rewards in this world are intrinsic, not external. See, you don't really own anything except your own internal experience. Think about a yogi or yogini who goes up to the mountaintop for peaceful solitude. How can someone isolate themselves to such an extreme degree by most standards and be okay with it? Well, it's because that man or woman inside is completely at peace and content. They are joyful. They are connected to wisdom and to the source of all things. I watched a documentary some time back where researchers found the happiest people in this world. And they came up with a set of criteria and characteristics and traits that would really determine one's level of happiness, all other things aside. What they found was that many of the poorest people in this world are actually the happiest. There was one man, for instance, who drove a cab around his small village. He didn't make much money. And in fact, while he had a wife and two children, the man himself was only able to eat once every two or three days. That way his entire family could have food instead of him. And he struggled. He worked all day long. Um, He enjoyed the time with his family after hours. But when asked why he was so happy all the time, the man answered, of course I'm happy. Why wouldn't I be? We have everything. At the same time, many of us can point to so-called rich people who are miserable in the truest sense. They may be comfortable physically. They may be able to influence people who believe in money. But these are all superficial and fleeting ambitions. There's no substance to them. It doesn't mean that if you're poor, you're necessarily happy. If you're rich, you're necessarily in distress. What it means is that these states of being are not directly correlated to the amount of money that you have. In fact, right now, there is a very wealthy man or woman somewhere in the world who is on his or her deathbed, taking their last breaths. And I'll bet that that individual would give anything for a little more time left. Probably give it all away. And what that means is that right now, wherever you are, with whatever you have, you already possess something that is far more valuable than any amount of money or material goods you could get. When you rise from sleep and lift your head from the pillow, you already have everything you need, you see, because what you have is an ability to make choices. Choices between expansion and contraction, between love and fear, between growth and stagnation. Real poverty is poverty of spirit, poverty of consciousness. And I'll explain what I mean. Let's look at two people, two men in this example, both living out of their car. Now, the first one was fired from his job maybe six months ago. And since then, he has been struggling each and every day to find employment, to find housing, to find resources. He is incredibly stressed. His health is declining and everything in his life generally is going downhill. Now look at the other man who actually quit his job six months ago. He left to get out of the matrix, to get out of the rat race, and chose to live in his car. Now each day, this man, he wakes up in a national park or on the beach somewhere. He goes out and enjoys the sunshine. He meditates. He breathes in the fresh air. He doesn't make much money. He does little odd jobs around town, but it's just enough 
just enough to supply him with the, the goods that he needs, uh, with a little food each day, and he's happy, he's joyful. Now this man, every day, his mind gets a little sharper. He gets younger, physically, in appearance. He is very glad to have made this decision, and life just gets more joyful and better each day. Now we have two people in the exact same situation, but having very different experiences, very different outcomes. See, I'm going to say something controversial, but I'll, I'll qualify it. What truly makes someone homeless is the belief that they are. Now, I'm not talking about someone who lost their livelihood due to a medical emergency or they have a disability or in some way just cannot physically take care of themselves. What I'm speaking of is sustained poverty where the feeling of being poor actually perpetuates the condition. Here's a question that I have for you. What do you really need? I asked myself this question some time back when architecting my ideal lifestyle. And I started with thinking about what it was that I actually wanted to do on a day-to-day basis. And what came out of that process was that I wanted to basically experience a life of freedom. I wanted to create my own schedule, to travel maybe two or three times a year, to have the freedom to enjoy much of my daily time with my wife and children. And I thought about how much money would it actually take to accomplish that. And so considering, for instance, um, rent, which is $27,000 a year, I believe, the vacations or holidays, um, we spend about $5,000, $6,000 each time. So count fifteen dollars to $18,000 for that. And when I, when I added up everything, what I found was that in order to really live a life of freedom and do what I wanted to do, it would take me only about $87,000 a year. Now, $87,000 divided by 365 days is only $238 per day if I generate income each day of the year. But remember, I want to take a lot of vacations. I want to have a lot of free time. So if I scale that back to 250 days, if I take off more than 100 days per year, I still would only need to make $348 per working day. Now, that's very doable. There are infinite ways to create that type of money. And I always talk about creating money. So I don't earn money. I don't get money from someone. I create money. Um, For example, let's say you were to start a simple service-based business. I could go around my neighborhood and clean the dryer vents for people in their homes who don't know how or don't want to and charge $100 a pop. I could do that around my city all year long and make $300, $400 a day easily. I could sell or resell some type of goods. I could resell furniture. Um, I could do delivery services. I know a guy who makes $1,000 per day simply delivering piles of dirt to construction sites in his small truck. And he's made that money by maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So there are countless ways to fund your vision, sometimes on just a few hours a day. And in future episodes, we'll talk about different ways to extricate yourself from the slave system. But the first and most important step is to know what you're looking for, to know what you need. But it's not really about the money. See, the question is, what type of life experience are you looking to have? 
for myself and my wife, that would be one of fulfillment, of freedom, of full expression, of living our soul purposes, of adventure, of flow, of spiritual development and purification. These ideas of experience guide every choice about what we say, do, think, feel, pursue, and avoid. It is the blueprint for how our lives are essentially designed. See, lots of people are running themselves into the ground for no reason. What is the cause of this? Well, we're trained to do so from early on. Just think about it. Do you have a belief that you need to work eight hours a day? That you need to work 40 hours a week? That you relax mainly on the weekends? That you can only take time off or travel a couple of times a year? That you are not supposed to play after childhood? That you can't learn new things as an adult? Or that you can't switch lanes suddenly in life, even after following the same path for 5, 10, 20, or 40 years? Is there a standard type of dwelling that is a real home to you? Does how large your living space equate to its value in your opinion? You see, many people follow these uniform standards of life that they didn't create, that don't relate to them as an individual. And they don't know this because they never contemplate things. They don't ask questions, but just follow the mold. Many of these patterns probably won't fulfill you. In fact, they will work directly against your fulfillment. And if you were to work against your soul's calling for 10 or 20 or 30 years, what kind of state would that leave you in? How would you feel? This is what people are going through today. Of course, there's nothing wrong with having material objects, but when it's all said and done for you, What will stand out about this lifetime and your experience of it? Will it be working 70 to 80 hours each week? Or making 200,000 widgets in a factory? Or putting an extra 1,000 square feet on that house of yours? Or will it be what you have developed within yourself and put out into this world, into other people? Or what you have discovered about the nature of life that you then pass on to your family. Now here's the thing. The previous life that I described can be equally rewarding. For instance, if you spend 70 hours a week on your gift that empowers you, that brings you joy or inspires others, or if you construct 200,000 widgets that takes people out of a major problem or removes suffering or betters the world, or if you add a 1,000 square feet of meaningful space onto your home that adds clarity and focus to the room or that architects your vision. These are very different things. See, I could work on my passion and life purpose endlessly, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. It doesn't matter. It's all about your intention. Very often, we're simply applying ourselves to the wrong things. Let's go through a short mental exercise that I call start from zero. Imagine that you've just arrived on earth for the first time at the age you are now. But Being new here, nobody has ever told you who to be, what to want, where to put your energy, or what success is. And from that blank template, observing the world and yourself and how you feel, answer these questions. Where is the most important place to put your energy right now? How could you invest yourself most authentically for the most intrinsic rewards? 
What do you feel most inspired to learn while here? What is the greatest expression of your being that comes through to you? And how could you live that? What would be simply a waste of your time? What do you feel called to do right now and moving forward? Contemplate these questions. See what comes up. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.